2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of The Reel Down. Uh, it's your host here, Garrett. Jimmy's not here with me again tonight. He's bailing on me. Uh, he says he'll be back next week, so we'll see uh, We'll see if that's true or not. Um, but I hope, hope everybody had a good weekend and everything. Uh, it's hot as hell out here um, in a lot of other parts of the country. Um, yeah, we got hurricanes moving in and all kinds of stuff, so hope everybody's having a good time um i had a chance to fish the native no limit event from a couple weeks ago we had benny on to talk about and uh it was hot um i didn't do so well didn't get to sleep at all and had to had to deal with the newborn all night and then drove straight to the lake and it was a disaster for me but uh It wasn't for these guys, Uh, we got a Tennessee crew here on here tonight, but first we'll start with uh, Ethan. Ethan, how you doing tonight?
3: What's up? I'm having a good day, just traveling.
2: Yeah, Uh, you're on the the road in that uh, McDonald's Wi-Fi right now, looks like it's coming in pretty good.
3: It is going in pretty good. Jordan calls it road dogging, I like to call it a traveling circus.
2: Yeah, everybody's got their terms for it, but... uh, (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. So, did you go straight from Guntersville down to Mobile? I guess. I or? spent
3: one night at the house and then I
2: went back down. So. Yeah. On the road, dogging or traveling <laughs> circus.
3: Yeah, yeah. You're
2: gonna have to get you a big RV or some kind of camper or something. And those live um, that.
3: those little transit vans—they're expensive.
2: Yeah, yeah, they they are. Uh, you can maybe find some used ones that are uh, that yeah. aren't too bad, but.
3: I'll just stick with my uh, Dodge Ram. So. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, so for any of our listeners that don't know you, uh, get, tell me a little bit about yourself. How would you get into kayak fishing and tournament fishing?
3: Yeah. Well, I'm Ethan Jett. I'm 25. I live in Lewisburg, Tennessee. I've been turn. I've been kayak fishing for about six years, and okay. I started competitive fishing about four years ago. Um. I actually I think started
2: just some of the like first events that you were fishing in. Like, yep. When you were just getting started,
3: I knew nothing when I first started. <laughs> nothing. My dad was always a, a crappie and a um, catfish guy. Live bait. We would go and fish live bait all the time. I met a guy, one of my best friends, and at, at high school, mm-hmm. and he told me the great world of kayak bass fishing. So I went and oh, bought man. a sun dolphin. My parents bought me a Sun Dolphin. I started kayak fishing, and I fell in love with it.
2: What's it like going from that Sun Dolphin to to your three hundred and sixty now?
3: <laughs> it's a. It's not even. I, I can't. You can't even <laughs> hurt. It's um. I went. I jumped from the Sun Dolphin to a big rig. And okay, then you made a from, giant jump. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. Then I jumped from the big rig to a bona fide, and then the hobies i started out with a 180 the classic awesome. 180 and now i've got this would be my um, first 360 so hmm.
2: wow so i mean you've only been tournament fishing for what four years now you said so yeah. you've had some pretty good success in that i've been term. lucky yeah.
3: yeah a lot of yeah, people awesome. are jealous <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, you could go ahead and throw me on there I, i've been working hard <laughs> and getting my ass kicked yeah, consistently
3: well, i get my i get my butt kicked a lot too
2: so yeah. we're all in there you just gotta you just gotta learn to take that uh take it and rebound and learn yes, from
3: yeah it. yeah was it i'm a big um g-man fan and he wanted his biggest saying is positive mental attitude yeah for you know sure I
2: mean? for so. sure it, it's uh there's definitely some truth to that
3: yes yeah
2: well without further ado so ethan uh with our runner up from the event uh and we'll get to that here in a little bit but our winner from the event uh mr jordan marshall how are you doing tonight
1: i'm good how y'all do- how y'all Ooh, excuse me how y'all doing
2: <laughs> you good you good i uh, just hanging in there um so if anybody that doesn't know you look like, introduce yourself a little bit uh i'm sure somebody's heard of you that's listening but
1: yeah, so um, I'm Jordan Marshall. This is my 10th year traveling and fishing kayak tournaments. I uh, just turned 28. I just started a podcast called Road Dogging. And uh, I tra- travel around and, and fish as many up. tournaments as I can.
2: <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, you started 10 years ago?
1: Yeah, so my first, um, I wish I could reach the, 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 little trophy thing i have up there the first kayak tournament I fish was uh november of 2013 it was actually a tournament put on by drew gregory um yeah. called, uh, it was basically college kayak fishing you know event on gunnersville so um to to do really well at a tournament at gunnersville um kind of this this time of year as it kind of st- starts transitioning out of summer and into fall it's um, it's, it's really cool. It kind of has like a full circle kind of moment of
4: yeah. Uh, the first sure. event that we
1: fished were, um, we had a team, we didn't have enough from like one college or whatever to go, uh, have a whole team. So we had a three man team of me at, uh, Pellissippi state community college. And, uh, one guy, um, Hunter from, uh, UTC and another guy named Wraith from, um, Columbia community college out there, uh, Kind of closer to Ethan than me, yeah. But I had never met them before. We had talked online, and um, uh, Jeff Luckett actually sent me a, a jersey in the mail. Never had never met him at the time either. And you know, I just really fell <laughs> in love with the kite community before I'd even really met that many people. So drove down there, uh, got down there. I don't know. I, I left at like midnight because I couldn't sleep, and I just drove down there and slept in a hotel for like two hours in the chair. Yeah, and, I know uh, that feeling. Yeah, it was, you know, it was. I was road-dogging before I had any idea what I was doing. Yeah. And we, we, had a, we had a great event, and our team won. I finished second in the individual. I've got a black pack that's got engraved on it, first place team. And uh, I've, I've got that hanging up in, in the shop here. So it's, it's cool that, you know, I fished this uh, kind of stuff for 10 years, and I've had a lot of fun with it. And I've been very, very blessed to meet a lot of awesome people.
2: Yeah, that's that's a cool story, man. That's kind of crazy that it's come full circle like that. Like you that's where you started and that's where you I mean, your career's nowhere from being over, but that's where you're yeah. at right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, most most people um who either didn't didn't know about that kind of story or um or had seen a Facebook post I had made at the end of 2021 to to follow up Drew uh, after he won the 2020 Hobie AOI, to mm-hmm. me, follow it up with the 2021, was was special to me because, um, you know, Dr- Drew's been a big player in, in our sport. The the second kayak I ever got, the first one was a um, Pelican Castaway 110, I think, and the, the second kayak I ever got was a uh, Jackson Kusa that, you know, have, of course, had yeah. Drew Gregory's signature watercraft on it. Yeah. And, that's awesome. You know, that's that that's kind of cool to to follow him up with AOY Yeah two years ago. That's that was really special to me just to win that, but to follow up with Drew after that because I probably wouldn't have taken this as seriously as I did if it wasn't for Drew putting on those events back then.
2: Yeah, that's really cool, man. Like that's a that's a cool start to that's one of the coolest starts I've heard as far as like getting into kayak fish tournament fishing. Um yeah, it then, was seeing how that's developed over the decade
1: Um, yeah yeah it's that's that's a really special deal i i can't thank drew enough for holding those events and you know there's really nobody that's that's still fishing from those events but i i keep track of those guys on on facebook they're not really kayak fishing a couple of them have bass boats and kind of do that kind of thing but yeah um you know it's 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 really just just me at this point so i'm i'm holding it down for the college kayak guys now that uh but now the cool thing is they, they have their own series, you know, that Hobie yeah, puts on. Other, and, uh,
2: there's a whole nother generation of them now. And they're, yeah. they're kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. It's,
1: it's incredible <laughs> how good those, those young guys are. And, and I, I, I was actually kind of close to becoming a, one of the college kayak fishing coach at Carson Newman. I don't, I don't know how many hmm. people actually knew that or not, but that was something that I had conversation with them about. And, uh, nearly you know it felt like that was something that i'd considered doing just because it you know i understand what can come of that just from just from college kayak fishing and that's that's a really cool setup that's it's there's a lot more guys doing it now than than there was then and um ewing ewing is obviously a fantastic fisherman a hammer jackson is a hammer There's, there's a lot of guys in the college kayak fishing that are really, really good anglers that are going to do a lot, whether they stay in kayak fishing or not, they're, they're going to be at the top of whatever they end up doing.
2: And you see that a lot with like, even in basketball too, there, there's a lot of those guys that come into like the elite series trails or the opens and they're way beyond their years in experience. Um, there, there's some freaking hammers. Uh. Well, we got sidetracked there a little bit, but let's get back to the, uh, the event a little. Um, so did either of you guys get a chance to pre-fish for this event or did you just kind of fish off of history? Um, I know Jordan, you just said you got a ton of, sounds like you got a ton of history on Gunnersville. So.
1: Yeah. I've, i spent a lot of time at Gunnersville. That was somewhere that, um, me and my dad used to go on fall breaks a lot. Uh, that was pretty much the only time we'd go down there. We go down there for a long weekend, you know, friday saturday sunday yeah and uh you know go down there and try to catch some frog fish that was <laughs> my pb for a long time was was on a frog one of the best days me and my dad ever had were throwing rattle traps in the back of goose pond and just that was my dad caught a giant we we doubled up and it was just i've got a lot of really fond memories at, at gunner so i've actually got mm-hmm. some extended family that has um a house that i that i stay in quite a bit near um uh, Uh, Jackson County Park. So, yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of the times, if if I stay multiple days, that's that's where I end up going. I I try Mm -hmm. not to bother bother too many people. So, if I go down there for a one day event, like the like the native event, I've I've got a little system where you know all my stuff charged. I don't need to recharge anything. So I just you know kind of keep to myself. I go down there and take take a look at a few creeks and that kind of thing. I kind of know what should be happening this time of year. I just make sure there's no strange watercolor, you know, algae bloom, make sure nothing's turning over or anything weird like yeah. that. And I really uh, wish or, I had
2: a chance to do that before this event. Cause the, uh, the place I ended up have gone to was so choked out with grass that I couldn't even like fish what yeah. I wanted to fish. And I just, yeah, a lot of that is day.
1: you can tell by looking at it, what's going on. Cause Gunners had a lot of, of growth this year for grass. Mm-hmm. I noticed that when we were there for, um, the local, uh, TBK event about yeah about well, a month that ago happen? three weeks ago
2: okay yeah I was gonna say I thought it was like a couple like just recently that that happened yeah it
1: was yeah it was only a month or so ago because uh the week before was Wisconsin and the week before that was Pickwick and then yeah this is three weeks ago we were at Gunnersville and I caught him on a buzz bait <laughs> went to Pickwick caught him on a buzz bait and then figured I was like you know what I'm just gonna show back up and, and keep throwing a buzz bait and see what happens yeah. and you I know I don't think
2: you can go wrong with that <laughs>
1: yeah it, it fits my style it kind of fits this time of year to to what i'm trying to accomplish and uh to try to find active fish and you know that's think, that's kind of just um, the way it goes
2: one of the first times i ever fished gunnersville was uh at one of the creeks on the north end and i was with somebody that had that's all he threw that whole day was a was a buzz bait and I watched him catch like 98 inches and it was like the biggest limit I'd ever seen in person. And I was like,
1: I'd be willing to bet that guy has the same initials as me. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm aware. I even know where you're at on yeah. that story.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy, uh, he's, he's the first person I ever fished Gunnersville with. And I was, that opened that's, my that's eyes. That's a good teacher
1: right, right there. Yeah. That is a good teacher.
2: Uh, but yeah, that's that's, I mean, keep keep doing it if the buzzbait's working. That's uh no for no reason to quit, I guess.
1: Yeah, um, I, I think when we get back there, and uh, what is it? Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, we've got our yeah. state championship down there. I I would, I'd be shocked if if they hadn't transitioned a little bit more onto the frog bite. I um, yeah. only had one blow up on a frog and it was, you know, probably 18 inch fish that came off on the, on the way to the boat. And it was, mm. it was right in a spot where it made sense where it should have been. And, you know, honestly, I didn't know kind of the, the, the super key areas where I fished at Saturday. Cause it was somewhere I'd never actually fished before. Yeah. Um, it, it just looked very similar to other places that i really like to fish this time of year i've kind of got my rotation of where i like to go on gunnersville based on based on the season yeah and uh
2: makes
1: sense. Oh my screen turned off there I hope that didn't turn off on there <laughs> no you're good it, you're all righty yeah apparently i got my computer on battery saving mode so we got to keep <laughs> keep this mouse moving <laughs> yeah. but uh, I've got my kind of rotation of what I like to fish depending on the season. And, you know, a lot of, you know, like i fished a lot of events down there. So I kind of know the key areas of where I shouldn't, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't spend time on. Yeah. And uh, Makes sense. I basically was just kind of practicing, you know, I was like, if I don't catch anything for the native event, no biggie, you know, it's not a points event. I'll learn something for two weeks from now. And, yeah. you know, I, I learned more than my fair share, just fishing in an area that looked a lot, similar to what i really like fishing and it just it really worked out you know I, I talked about you know on stays i really wasn't trying to fish for a big fish i went there with the intention of catching a bunch of fish and kind of seeing where that was going to take me and you know luckily i got a couple of big bites i won an hourly and just caught a good number of fish and you know the 14 and 15 inch range to kind of keep me rolling through that
2: yeah that's that was the big key that i didn't realize how much of an impact it would make was that 14 inch minimum for this uh yeah. um, like i caught i mean i i caught all my fish on a frog uh and i lost a couple big ones on a frog that made me really mad uh at the first one was probably could have won that first hour um but it was a new reel that i hadn't set the drag on it yet and as soon as i s- set into it i felt it go straight out i was like
4: oh yeah <laughs> yeah
2: Every time, man, I don't know what I don't. I don't ever remember to tighten the drag down when I put a new reel on. So, uh, but the the frog bite I think is there. It started for sure. Uh, I caught it uh, later that afternoon. I caught five or six fish that were under that fourteen inch mark. That I was like, I thought I was like, oh for sure this is going to be a fourteen. It's thirteen okay. seven five. I'm like god dang, uh, that was so frustrating. Uh, but did that change, like, how you approach, like, your fishing at all, um, that, that little bit larger minimum, or you just fish the same way you would have fished?
1: i it it was basically i I didn't really change anything um the only thing i did is i probably spent a lot more time throwing a caffeine shad on on a couple flats i knew there were fish yeah and just trying to work my way through until i quit getting bites um normally i probably would have just frogged it and buzz baited the areas between the grass and just probably kept on rolling and um I, I threw a caffeine shad in there because I knew there was still more active fish in there. and ended up catching a couple of my better fish. I caught like a an 18.5 and a 17.5, mm-hmm. which were, you know, in my top five best of my 19 or so I caught. And, you know, it wasn't that I was fishing for smaller fish. I just knew there were more bites to be had in there. I kind of assumed they might be 14-inch fish based on, you know, one of the ones I caught were 14. And it just happened to be better quality fish that wanted something a little bit different than the buzz bait.
2: Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um What about you? Didn't you? didn't get to hear from you very much. yet so <laughs> you know, far. But uh was it? Um, did you forget to practice any for this, or you just show I did. up? I did. I okay. We went.
3: I went down Thursday and Friday the week before. Fished a couple of new areas, and actually okay. found the area that I fished on the tournament. And um the water was. I didn't realize they pulled the water down two feet between then in the tournament
2: yeah that uh there. that definitely yeah. would have made impact um, yeah I surprisingly
3: that... it didn't hurt it i think it hurt the bite way in the creek where a couple of people went yeah and, uh, i was on the out like the mouth of the creeks and all that. that's what i like to fish i don't like i like I, i'll get up in the back of creek but this time of year i always stay on the outskirts
2: and, um, well you didn't miss anything i'll tell you that much
3: <laughs> that's what i at least said. where i was at <laughs> you know, i fished a few backs of creeks and practices and didn't catch anything so nothing uh, there, there was fish there
2: back. getting to them was a chore so yes yeah I would recommend it. <laughs> yeah
3: yeah, that's the only bad thing about the hope about the pa 14s they're a little big
2: <laughs> oh yeah
3: in the back so
2: yeah, um, you, you can paddle it through some grass though. The, my yeah, biggest yeah. pet peeve paddling through grass though is um using the bending branches paddle that has that little tiny little hook on it. Yeah. It always hooks <laughs> grass and it just like yeah. flings it all over the place. Uh, I've got yeah. the
1: same one.
2: Yeah. yeah <laughs> and every time I use it I'm like, why am I still using this paddle? Like I, <laughs> I only ever paddle when I'm in grass and I hate this paddle for grass. So.
3: Yeah. Um, but
2: um, so you so you focus more on like mouths of creeks than yes, than yeah. backs of creeks,
3: yeah. Um, yeah, we went. That was Friday. Um, I went back out there the Friday before um, the tournament. Okay. And, uh, I didn't go back to the same spot. I went to a new spot that I've never been to, and I caught them. Okay, they're two fishing the same exact stuff. But uh, I went back in that in the tournament on day one on saturday yeah. when i found out that the water was down and um it didn't hurt me at all i was surprised when i first started i was like "Old oh, crap and i still called them the way i was catching them in practice so yeah i got well, lucky if, on
2: time. uh you don't have to tell exactly but what kind of stuff were you patterning i guess like what what were you looking for what kind of baits not exactly baits but techniques were you do- using
3: yeah, I was. I'll just tell you. Um, I was mainly focusing on patches of grass. Okay. was. In. I didn't like catch a isolated single isolated yes, of yeah. grass. Okay. Isolated grass and edges of the big mats. Hmm. I I'll frog fish a little bit. And I don't like it because you lose so many fish. So I, yeah. I actually caught the majority. I live and, and die I, by
2: the frog, though. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I just <laughs> it it heartbreaks you know you you have yeah. you miss so many big ones and I don't I hate missing big fish. So, I actually called a majority of mine on a popper, fishing the edges of grass. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, them treble hooks. I only lost one fish during the whole day, and that was on the treble hook. And he probably didn't grab it either. He just swiped at it or something. But Yeah. Um. So, I, I would start off in the morning with a popper around the grass, or the, okay. the mats. And then um, I switched to a chatterbait and a wacky worm. And fishing around classic, docks, from the uh, classic. Classic
4: Wintersville. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
3: No joke. I caught. I said it at up there on the stage. I caught ten fish off the same dock.
2: That's a that's a special dock.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm not telling anywhere. Telling Yeah. Where
1: Dro- Drop a pin on that one.
3: Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. I probably won't catch a single thing in the. I'm go uh gonna
2: find your uh, find your truck sitting there in that McDonald's and. <laughs> Yeah, come steal your memory card.
4: <laughs> it's
3: it's sitting behind me. So you better not. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, That's awesome. So did, were they all keepers for the for this event?
3: It, all but two of them were okay. all keepers. Yeah, and four wow. of them was nineteen plus engine.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's you wild. definitely need to save that one for uh, for yeah. coming up a couple weeks.
3: I will definitely. They probably will not be on it, but. Who knows? (laughs) Did you you name Uh, them
2: before you put them back? You you can uh, catch up with them again. Yeah.
3: Hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, they'll be there. If not, I'm pretty good at breaking down the same areas, finding them pretty quickly. So Mm. we'll be. I'll probably go out. I'm gonna. I go to Gunnersville. Not a lot, but that's probably my. That's my favorite lake to fish
2: of all the ones i think a lot of people in tennessee for some reason gunnersville is like their favorite lake to fish
3: Um, yeah
2: just i guess it's just the region a lot of people in the region like fishing gunnersville
3: well the uh, the cool thing about gunnersville even in this heat you know it was 99 100 degrees outside that day and you still caught fish in the middle of the day yeah well you can't go to a lot of places and catch fish all day and the size of fish that you catch
2: yeah, yeah, uh, that's for sure. There's a lot of, uh, we'll get into that in here in a minute, but there was a lot of good fish caught at this event. Uh, I was kind of surprised at what won the hourly every hour, it seemed like. Uh, yeah, it was a
1: 21 every hour, right?
2: Yeah, I think ex- all except for the last hour, it was like a 20 and a half or something like that. Uh, I'm every pretty hour sure I got crazy. beat
3: by a quarter of an inch on that hour. I had a 20 and a quarter.
2: On the last hour, yeah. Um, let me see if I can. I don't know if it shows on Attorney X the hourly. I
3: I I did not see it.
2: Yeah, I can't see it either. Um. Anyways, we'll have to we'll have to consult the native people about that one. Maybe <laughs> uh, say hey, there was a there was a some something, something off with of that one. It was a quarter inch off. <laughs> um,
1: deduction late late deduction yeah no, late
2: deduction. No. <laughs> um so going through that event i mean you guys were smashing them uh and ethan you had the lead for like almost the whole day uh yeah. it seemed like i i remember i i loaded up and changed ramps like halfway through the day and just checked the leaderboard at that time to see what was going on and i saw you were up by like 40 inches or something like that on second place i was like wow ethan dude that's awesome i was happy for you Yeah, (laughs) i was like man i hope he i hope he keeps that up um so what was what was going through your mind through that day
3: i I was just keeping my head down i never even looked at the the scoreboard i know i caught a couple of 19s I was like, this probably be a pretty, I, I think I'm doing pretty decent because I'm not watching anybody else catch any fish around me. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I started getting floods of text messages. And <laughs> yeah. They're like, keep it up. Come on. I'm like, and I would text them back. I'm not looking. Don't tell me. Yeah. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to start missing fish because I get nervous, nervous or something. something. Yeah. And uh, so I, I never can... looked at it until I looked at it right before it, the standings went off. Just to have an idea, I didn't even know right. how many inches I had. What uh, I
2: what did what did you have at that time before the standings went off? Like had you still, you're still in the lead, right? But uh, yeah. like a pretty good lead, or
3: I think I had like a 38 inch lead when they cut it off. Wow, I had like 238 and something, and yeah. I caught two more fish after they cut it off, and one was a 20 on a, Very nice. a late a late fish, 20 and a quarter on a chatterbane.
2: Yeah. man. So um, uh, you had to be, uh, you had to be feel- feeling pretty good as long as uh, somebody wasn't uh, <clears throat> sandbagging. Or
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Now y'all know better. <laughs> I, I've I've yeah. preached enough against people people uh, sandbagging. I just I had. Uh, SOS service all day. I couldn't look at nothing on the leaderboard. I couldn't make a phone call. I couldn't get anything <laughs> yeah. to do work or, at hey, all. Hey, that
2: might have helped you. I mean, I, I like sometimes when I, nobody can get a hold of me and like there's a yeah. kind of peace of mind that it's like nobody's going to bother me for eight hours or whatever. <laughs> but, I always get uh,
3: nervous because I, I feel like I'm going to lose my phone. Oh, and yeah. I always get nervous when I can't upload fish because. All it takes is one drop and you're done, and you're done, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot worse than that that's gonna happen, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but how were was, you feeling at check in? Uh, did you think that there was a chance that you were gonna win it, or Nah,
3: I didn't, to be honest, I didn't think I was gonna be in the top five. I kind of wow. figured because you know, Josh was behind me, and I was like, Oh, Josh will get me, yeah. And I, you can ask Steve Staples who I set my side, I told him, I said, I'm not getting anywhere close yeah you know gunnersville it should you know you can get 250 inches you can catch 20s all day long so i kind of figured it'd take more than 300 inches to be in at least top three
2: yeah i will say that it seems like like especially this time of year it's definitely like a feast or famine kind of deal like there's a lot of people that struggle um well, I know uh, up the people north, people that are at the top are like smashing them.
3: Uh, yeah. I know up north, the signal gets a little spotty. And um, mm. I kind of figured somebody was sitting out on a ledge bite and just wearing them out. You can put up so many fish on a ledge and in an, Yeah, and I, I can see
2: that too. Uh, you know. So there was a the second ramp I went to, was at, at Honeycomb. And. Okay. Yeah. I um, practiced there. Yeah. You know there was a, a small bass boat tournament that was weighing in there when we were leaving. And uh, one of the guys I was with was talking to the people at the ramp. And I think they said 24 pounds was leading their event Ooh. and they had five other bags over 19 pounds. Oh, um, wow. And they said all of them were fishing deep and ledges. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not, you can catch me dead out there doing that. But
3: I spent all day on the Thursday before fishing deep and I caught a few, but nothing to to write home about, which it was cooler that day, those two days. And I know in Gunnersville, I've always caught them really good offshore when it gets 90 plus and that water gets up in the 90s.
2: Yeah. I saw saw some 90s.
3: Uh, Yeah. I had 92 where I was at. I just
2: said, yeah, Yeah. that's, that's like, that's hot. That's a hot tub. Yeah,
3: yeah. (laughs) Uh, I didn't even want to put my hat down in there to cool off because it was so, it was just,
2: it was so hot. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that one worked. Um, Well, Jordan, how about you, man? How was your day? Now you said you caught him, caught him on a buzz bait um uh, and you were at somewhere with no service so <laughs> nobody knew what you were doing or how how you were doing and i guess you didn't know how everybody else was doing either so yeah i have no feel?
1: idea um my, my morning started off a little strange i went and checked a spot that there were um you know half a dozen people at and kind of a small area and i was like well I, i'm not gonna bother with this yeah. And I went to my second spot. There were a couple guys there. It was more main channel. And I was like, well, I don't really want to share this because there's not a whole lot to fish there. And my third spot, I kind of checked just driving around uh, on Friday night, uh, realized they had kind of sprayed some. It looked like they had sprayed some grass and based on some people I talked to said that they had sprayed the grass that week. So I kind of just drove back towards uh service and kind of looked at my phone looked at the maps and ended up going to a spot that i had been to before but never had fished it the way i did i kind of went in the complete opposite direction and i got there probably 50 minutes after lines in i guess and just started covering water was just going to try to break it down i was kind of going yeah. further up a creek and a john boat was coming out and i was like did y'all catch him." they were like, well, we had a bunch of bites, but they were kind of small and they kept coming off. I was like, all right, not five minutes after that. They may not have been out of sight. I caught a 20 and a half and I was like, all right, we, we, we can, we can play with this. Cause yeah, I can, I can work they, with this. <laughs> yeah. If they said they're getting bites and you know, they thought they were small and there's big fish out here. Um, I was like, I, I can probably figure this out and make this work. And you know, found found some fish on a flat and, you know, kind of cycled through them after I caught a couple with a buzz bait, caught them on a caffeine shad, and then basically just went and covered a bunch of water, just trying to break it down with a buzz bait. Caught, caught a big fish, got that 21 and a half, and was like, I'm just throwing this buzz bait the rest of the day. And that's pretty much what <laughs> I did. I threw it the rest of the day. And every time one would miss it or come off, I'd throw a caffeine shad in there. And pretty much most of the time, they they would eat it um and i focused on about a yeah i focused on about a 300 yard area that had a spring in the middle of it and uh right over top of the spring was was crystal clear water it was very cold um Mm -hmm. i was i was putting a fish back in it and kind of realized how cold it was we'll put it this way um you know you'd have a bait kind of dangling off the the kayak you know everybody's seen how i'm just kind of a mess with all my I had one hanging off the back of the kayak. It was probably the caffeine shad where the tail of it was in the water. And I went to kind of fix it up on the the hook and it was like cold to the touch. Like the hook was even cold. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, I was like, there, this water, I mean, there's a lot of water coming out of this thing. So <clears throat> yeah. they weren't directly over top of the spring. I almost wonder if it was too cold. I saw one bass kind of in that general area. like
2: a- shock them almost yeah it was like, i mean the water the
1: water temp had to have been like in the low 60s i think i didn't have mm-hmm. depth finder on on the kayak yeah. but i could stick my hands in the water and it would almost um you know it wasn't like you know frigid it was just kind of numbing the you know the, the senses yeah. right because it's you know 100 degrees outside you know most of the water temp around is you know 90 degrees out you know in those flats and uh that that little area was just cold cold and Mm. they weren't directly on it they were about 300 yards on each side of it so i spent probably um a third of my fish were probably within 300 yards on each side a third here a third there and then just kind of a third that were scattered out on that one flat first thing in the morning and i just kind of went back and forth and uh i quit fishing about 12 30 because i'm wasn't sure how far away from check-in I was. I didn't have any service yeah. and, you know, I couldn't submit my fish, couldn't figure out how, you know, far away I was from directional aspect. Yeah. And I, I knew what it took to win at Susquehanna for the native event. And that was kind of my goal was to kind of hit that benchmark of having, you know, 16, 17 fish and having two sixty or whatever. Um, Chris yeah. Schaefer, I think had it, it uh, it, it so when I kind of met that, I kind of just was was pretty chill at that point and fished my way back, had probably three or four fish come off because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't kind of in like locked into that zone at that point. And I was really just like, as soon as I catch my 20th fish, I'm just going to leave. I'm good, you know? Yeah. And I lost my 20th fish like four times on the way back to the ramp. And <laughs> I was like man should i do this should i do that and then i was like eh, you know maybe maybe 20s in my head for a reason and i picked up a glide bait and went and uh went to throw uh, a glide bait on a real specific spot that kind of looked glide baity yeah and uh yeah yeah I, I motored out there and they were uh two two young kids swimming and Shit. i basically just motored out there I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out here on the main channel. I've already got this glide bait in my hand. It's it's <laughs> on the brain. And I motored out to the main channel. And as soon as I get out there, there was a bass boat lay it down on the point. And I just turned around and came back. So I, I spent the last <laughs> little bit, you know, probably 45 minutes just motoring. And I was pretty much off the water by, by 1230, 1245, something like that. And just, you know, one o'clock, Damn. I was basically done motoring. I loaded up and, you know kind of gave it a farewell for the last hour and a half, drove back to town and submitted all 19 fish, you know, basically all as I was, yeah, all, all <laughs> at once. And Vinny was giving me a hard time and I finally yeah, got I'm everything. I'm sure
2: the judges loved you for that. Oh
1: yeah. I'm, I'm sure they hated me. And you know, I was, I was submitting fish and I was like, all right, cool. I got them all. And I just went on tourney X and looked, and I had 18 fish on there and I knew I had 19 fish and I was like, man. So I had to like, I was trying to look at what I had on my phone, look at what was on tourney X. Yeah. I couldn't figure out what was what. <laughs> That's I ended what up I like,
2: was getting ready to ask you. Did you have a way to delineate between I grabbed a napkin and
1: in my Sharpie that I write my codes with. And I went on tourney X <laughs> and wrote down the length of every fish. And then I went through my pictures and wrote down the length of every fish on the pictures, realized I was missing a 15 inch fish resubmitted the 15 inch fish and it popped up as duplicate. And I was like, okay, that's strange. Maybe it's the other 15 inch fish submitted that one. It was duplicated. I was like, what in the world? And looked back through. And I had a 14 and a half inch fish on tourney X. That was a 15 that got deducted half an inch. So wow. then I had to, I took it out, tried to resubmit a better picture. It got docked a half inch again, found the 14 and a half inch. Cause I had four 14 and a half inch fish and trying to figure Jeez. out which one was which. So not only did I have to write down all the 14 and a half, I had to write down something specific about <laughs> each picture. Oh, the rod was sideways in this picture. Yeah. Oh, you know, my foot's in the picture on this one. And then I had to kind of do process of elimination to try to figure out which 14 and a half I was missing. Yeah, it sounded I like it. you
2: needed that extra hour to Oh, yeah. I, I spent
1: a, a, a good bit of time just, you know, kind of sitting there about, I don't know, maybe five miles from check-in just kind of sitting there in the middle of town because i had good service in that specific spot just basically yeah. pulled on the side of that pulled over on the side of that main highway it wasn't like i was even in a parking <laughs> lot i was just pulled over just because i had Next service to right Cell there. tower or something yeah some something i just and uh vinnie was calling me to say hey i got a fish deducted and and i'm trying to make sure i had 19 fish on there And i was like I, I i don't really care and I had a 14 and a quarter that they said mouth was open. So I was trying to find another picture of it where it didn't get completely counted off. And I spent a solid 30 minutes between when I thought I was done submitting them all to when I was actually done submitting them. And I started my way to check in, you know, officially, you know, good, felt good about everything and realized I didn't submit any fish for the local five fish tournament and then (laughs) didn't have very good service. And I turned back around because I lost good service, you know. Yeah. X really likes two bars on my phone. One bar it may or may not go through. Two bars it will go through eventually if you keep trying yeah. and and I looked down, I had one bar, and turned back around and went and parked on the other side of the road in the same area <laughs> and uh got all got those five fish submitted through Fishing Chaos and and a- after all that, I was I was good to go and and still after all of that Hecticness. I think I was the fourth or fifth person to check in at that point. And I, at that point, I realized, like, okay, I'm here five minutes after lines out. I should have fished longer, just out yeah. of, just should have, you know, I didn't yeah, you need didn't to, but time. I should have, you know.
2: Uh, that's kind of crazy that you put up that limit that you did. So you, I guess we never really mentioned that you had 300 something inches. It doesn't yeah, really show it on. Yeah, I had
1: 301 inches, uh, maybe some change with that, but I had just a little over 300 inches on 19 fish. I think it was about a 15 and a half inch average.
2: Wow. That's awesome. I think when um, we had Vinny on a couple of weeks ago to talk about this event, and I think during that time I had told him, I thought somewhere around 280 to 300 inches was going to win it. And turns out I was like almost right on the dot. <laughs> yeah. uh, on the nose. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's a lot of 15 inch fish in that lake. Uh, and, I, and I did say that it probably wasn't going to be me to cat it. So <laughs> <laughs> I nailed that too. <laughs>
1: I think the thing that blew my mind, you know, we had a lot of really big fish caught hour by hour, but the thing that I think, you know, people weren't talking about enough was that the local event, five fish event, I finished third with 93 inches and got beat by 10 inches, which, yeah, uh, you know, over a hundred inches is incredible everywhere, anywhere. Uh, over you know 103 inches on Tennessee River system this time of year is, is you know hot, hot, hot summer. That's that's impressive.
2: Yeah, that's that's kind of wild. I I don't know that I've seen a whole lot of events where over 100 inches is one on Gunnersville either. Uh, I see a lot of like the 99 to 98 inch range.
1: Yeah, the last one I can remember somebody busting 100 on uh Gunnersville was AJ McWhorter. (laughs)
4: Oh, wow. <laughs> um,
1: he, he, he absolutely laid the wood to him for an event. I don't even know what event it was, but he caught him offshore at Gunnersville. And I think, uh, kind of mid to late summer, very similar to what we just, we just did. I'll, I'll have to check that out, but, yeah. but pe- people don't realize what a hammer a- AJ is. And, you know, you know, yeah. his statistically was when he was fishing tournaments a lot more. AJ AJ's a fantastic angler.
2: Oh, I, I can tell too. Every time you, every time he goes out just a fun fish, he catches like a hundred inch limit. It seems like It's <laughs> like, Dude. smashing him. Um, uh, that's pretty wild. Yeah, all AJ out there, but uh, that that local event, I'm pretty sure the guy in first place was also doing something. Kind of, I didn't get to hear the whole story of it, but. Somewhat offshore, dragging a worm. Uh, yeah, he was a he was pile fishing, or something. He said,
1: "Yeah, he was fishing rock and in, in, in deeper water." I think he, uh, he, Ethan, you probably will remember a little better than I did, but I think yeah. he got him in upper teens. You know, fish dragging a shaky
2: head.
3: He actually put in the same ramp as I did. He was oh, uh, wow, he was offshore fishing rocks. Did
2: you go drop I some of his he, waypoints too? Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> I did talk to him quite a bit at the end of the event and you know he was huh. saying he fished a big magnum worm all, um, on rocks in like twelve foot of water. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So that's the that's the great thing about Gunnerville. You can go out and do pretty much what you like to do and catch a yeah. heck of a bag.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's all, pretty much
2: all over the lake. Fun yeah.
1: fun fact, all eight power hours were all caught all those fish were caught on eight different baits
2: yeah
1: eight different techniques
2: and uh jordan lee was up there on the stage that talking about that he was like i really thought we were going to see a lot more frog fish and what was the other bait he said
0: with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice
2: Yeah, one was they're like worms, I was surprised there baits, crankbaits. Mm-hmm. That was the one that threw me off a little bit. Yeah. I was like, the heck's how you're throwing crankbaits in the grass. <laughs> I mean it makes Yeah, sense, I don't know but, if you uh,
1: guys listened to KBN last night, but Josh Deal actually said he was uh reeling a magnum square bill down to a certain depth on live scope and then basically twitching it like a like a uh, jerkbait. Like a bait. Yeah which which is wild i i would i've never done that and probably will never do that honestly i'll, yeah. I'll forget about it yeah, but that's that's, some, that's crazy
2: uh, that's some really uh technical stuff there i don't know if I, you catch me doing that maybe maybe for fun just to try to figure that out but i'm not i don't know if i got the confidence to do that in tournament
3: yeah that was probably something he should not have said because that's <laughs> that yeah that sounds no like a secret
2: <laughs> yeah so, somebody's uh, mad say, that he talked about that yeah <laughs> I want to say I've probably seen uh, that Ben Milliken guy If you, I don't know if you guys follow him at all but uh, he does a lot of that Magnum Square Bill stuff and doing that on LiveScope I'm pretty sure he's mentioned that before but I don't know if I've heard anybody in a kayak doing that I feel like mm-hmm. those Magnum Square Bills will like drag you around Start turning out yeah, your boat and stuff. yeah they, like they the got old... some
1: draw to them
2: yeah, yeah. So, so man you come in last minute uh at the end here and snipe the victory from ethan <laughs> uh you get to go up on stage uh and get to hang out with the jordan lee up on stage he was he was up there uh what was that experience like
1: that was that was really cool man i uh you know, I, I always enjoy fishing, you know, you get mixed reviews about, uh, pros coming into kayak fishing events or even pros just fishing in local bass boat events. And yeah, you know, that's something I, I, I don't ever want to be the guy that shies away from, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always welcoming, uh, anybody and everybody that wants to come fish with us. Yeah. Um, I'd almost
2: I, encourage it. Cause I like, I like to be able to fish against those guys. Like, Oh yeah. It's kind of like a litmus test of how good yeah. you are. Uh, that was you're constantly uh, fishing against pros. But, that was yeah. actually
3: my one goal for this tournament was to beat yeah. him. I just wanted to say I could beat him.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, that was mine uh, a couple years ago when I fished that uh, Bassmaster Classic thing. Uh, yeah,
3: with Mike Acquinelli or With
2: Mike Akinelli. Yeah, yeah. I fished the same ramp he did, and I was like, uh, I, I, "That's my <laughs> only goal here is that I, I want to beat him." <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like two spots shy of beating him.
3: Was it? I, I think it's really cool to see the pros get into kayaking and helping our our great community grow. And um yeah, was it? You'll see, they they have so much draw from all the boat guys, and a lot of the, you see a lot of boat guys jumping over to kayaking now. And this for sure. It's awesome to see.
2: Yeah, it's and then cheaper and, and then, like some of those. Guys that are coming from kayak, from the bass boat world that are fishing in kayak, like um, Greg De Palma for example. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like starting to get really big into it. And, yeah, uh,
3: I always like, think it's cool to, to see them talk about. It's not as easy as it looks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's that's always a good feeling. Any time, any time, any of them say that.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, and then like when he's talking at check-in talking about how he didn't know how you guys caught so many like 300 inches of fish from a kayak. (laughs) Like That's also cool to hear like that. He's impressed by what you guys are able to do from, from your kayaks. Well, I just go go, ahead. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead.
3: Go Uh, ahead. I I did. I was talking to him and, and he, and he, I mentioned catching them on a wacky rig and he said he never fishes it. And I'm like, well, you probably should. He mentioned, yeah. I don't have the patience. And it's always, you always hear of all the pros, you know, they start to 250 up and run 10 miles down the lake. They don't have to pick apart an area like we do. Yeah. And that just shows how many fish you can actually catch in an area when you pick it apart versus them starting the motor up and jumping spot to spot.
0: Now, yeah, I thought that sure. was
3: kind of cool to listen to him say that and just talking to his theory of running around versus picking apart an area. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, definitely. What
1: were you going to say, Jordan? To speak on like the power, you're talking about the power that those guys have of, of, you know, the, of their platforms, you know, one of the first things. Yeah. One of the first things that my papa said when I got home, you know, my barn is just right, you know, right near their house. And, uh, he was like, I heard you beat a pro. And I was like, absolutely I did. And I said, he got dominated. He didn't get beat. He got dominated.
2: Yeah. Would you like triple his, uh, his limit for the event or something like that?
1: Yeah. It was, it was a little more than double. Yeah. Nothing crazy. I ain't, <laughs> no, I, ain't keeping, no big deal. I ain't keeping count or anything, you know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's wild, man. I mean, and then that's something you can always say is like going forward, like, if you have kids someday or something, it's, it's, Hey, I beat a pro one time, at a, at a, yeah. I beat Jordan Lee, two yeah, time I, what, Bassmaster classic champion. I beat him. One of my
1: really good local friends that, that fishes, uh, is a fantastic fisherman in its own right. His name's also Jordan. And he sent me a text. He said, Did you beat Jordan Lee. And I was like, yeah, he said, so I guess I'm the third best Jordan now. And you're the first. And I was like, as of right now, <laughs> this moment, Yes.
2: <laughs> yes
1: this That's freaking
2: awesome well you guys had an awesome event uh and you guys got some good prizes too did jordan are you gonna get to get to take home a kayak
1: yeah i took home a native slayer propel max 10 that is uh sitting on top of my trailer
2: is that uh <laughs> I want to say that one's that's a pretty light boat for uh for what it is, like a yeah, pedal It's a
1: fairly fairly light pedal drive. Yeah. It uh I was I was looking it up online. I was uh I made Vinny and Jordan Lee load it up on my trailer for me. Uh so, so you <laughs> just know, rubbing was, in his face a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, it was I was I was making jokes and commenting. He said he said, Do you have somewhere to take this home? I said, Yeah. I said I brought a trailer and extra straps, let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I came prepared for this thing. Oh yeah, take it.
1: And and he kind of gave me a funny look at first, and you know, uh, Vinny kind of backed me up. He was like, he's like, I'm more surprised that that he wasn't on the leaderboard most of the day. He's like, I knew something was up. Yeah,
2: that's awesome.
1: But it's it's all in good fun. It was you know it was i would definitely uh plan on fishing one of those native events again it was that format was a lot of fun benny does a great job you know hopefully we see uh jordan lee back in some events and honestly i would i would love to see some more pros at some of these other events we go to like you know see ike at susky or you know see some of those guys you know maybe not even native guys but to see other guys in this in that Style event and fish against those guys more would be something I would look forward to,
2: yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's cool getting to talk with them, like in getting their insight on the differences between the two worlds and um, just getting that exposure, I guess,
1: Uh, right?
2: Anyways, you guys got any sponsors or anything you want to thank? Um, yeah getting close to the end of our show here uh, i've kept you guys for a hot minute <laughs> it seems like but <laughs> uh, well yeah, yeah um either you start
3: yeah we uh have to say something about the dugout bait and tackle
2: we oh, yeah. um, running we swept the, the floor
3: uh, first second and
2: third the, and a couple of the hour, power hour or the the hour at yep. you guys took Jordan, out three of those and, um, is that right three or four of them
3: Jordan and Josh won did anybody else do you know, Jordan?
1: i i think I think that was it from from the dugout crew I, I I could be wrong but I do believe it was it was just us with the hourlies and then we swept all top top podium finishes
2: yeah. yes sir yeah Dynast- the mo are were a dynasty flying. right now they're the dynasty <laughs> of kayak fishing the dugout team yeah
3: it's an honor to be on their team definitely so um
2: it's really cool.
3: One of the baits that worked a lot for me was a torn outdoors striker. So I have to I'm on their team. I have to thank yeah. them. Fish Seagar. Um and then Thunder Rocket lures and Bad Boy Jigs.
2: That's, That's awesome.
3: That's a good, good lineup. My biggest.
2: How about you, Jordan? You got anybody, any sponsors or anybody you want to thank?
1: Yeah, I've, I've got a lot of people. I've been working with some, with some awesome people, uh, trying to get stuff for, for the end of this year. And, and even next year, I've got a couple, a couple of really cool things in the works, but you know, Doug has been a, a really big help this year of, of not only helping me out, but helping me get in contact with, with a lot of other people. Um, I got hooked up with the owner about halfway through the year because of dugout, um, lose striking, um, I've been really loving uh, those American heroes that I've had this year. Yeah. Um, everybody knows I beat everything to death, and I can't yeah. seem to find anything wrong or that I can tear up on those American hero camo reels. So they they look good. They they survive getting beat to death by me. Um, it's but... one of the
2: first uh, combos that I ever learned that i learned i guess to throw a bait caster i was an american hero but it was the blue and black one yeah uh, and i always preach on that one i guess that combo for people that are starting out or trying to learn uh how to throw a bait caster that's that's a solid little combo and it's
1: like, it's fantastic i'm 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 big on um things that are, are durable and you know ha- have a lot of bang for your buck because you know I, I'm I'm not the guy that's out there throwing six hundred dollar rods and, and five hundred dollar reels I yeah. I've I've spent way more time you know buying hundred dollar reels and putting bearings in them and, and trying to make them for will last a long time than than I ever will buy super high end stuff so that's not really my my style but you know I I really like those it's been great for me but, yeah. Lose Strike King, uh, Owner Hooks, uh, Miller Tech Lithium Batteries, Revo Sunglasses, and I, I need to get me a big, big hat like sponsor or something because it's you know it's <laughs> getting hot. I got my big, yeah. big sombrero looking hat. Um,
2: yeah, I'm sure we can find you one.
1: Yeah, but those uh, Owner Hooks on those caffeine shads have been a, been a big deal for me this year. I what
2: type of uh, hook are you running on that?
1: Um, it's actually a thinner, thinner wire hook. It's kind of just a regular worm hook. I know a lot of guys like throwing the 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 beefier like the beast or the jungle the jungle yeah. hooks that have kind of the silver finish on them. Yeah. But honestly, any time that I can get away with the smallest, thinnest diameter hook possible, I'm throwing a I'm throwing Makes a three odd on the caffeine shad, just kind of a regular thin thinner wire worm hook i don't know the exact specific one i can almost read it off my wall but i can't right here <laughs> yeah but there you know it's just a thinner wire um cutting point that comes in a red and white package you know nothing yeah. nothing super super crazy but it gets the job done they're super sharp and they're you know i like to go with the, the thinnest hook i can get away with and and you know kind of not have to worry about you know having to set the hook is hard and then you have to worry about your line and and things of that nature so
2: yeah i mean that makes perfect sense especially in a kayak where you don't have as much leverage to set the hook in the first place and then i guess like if you're fishing around grass and stuff and you need to and you get a fish that digs into the grass um you can pull your boat to the fish instead of trying to pull the fish out of the grass so you don't have to worry about (laughs) as much about like bending out hooks and stuff like that yeah uh, so that's a that's a great point uh, that's cool That's cool insight there uh,
3: i really like the twist lock owners for my flukes and caffeine shads and such that's what i use
1: yeah I've, I've got a couple of those as well i think that's what i was throwing a speed worm on when we were in florida was was the twist locks because um you know how those those fishworm florida if you got around them you, you get a bunch of bites at one time and it seemed like it would make that worm last a little bit longer
2: yeah <laughs> yeah but the if you put that little bit bigger spring on it it'll it'll hold get a better bite in that worm and it'll uh typically hold on as long as the back end of the worm is not <laughs> getting <Yeah>. destroyed <laughs> but uh well guys i appreciate you guys coming on with us tonight um great is a great event uh i really enjoyed it i wish i would have probably taken it a little more seriously in, in the long run i wish i would have like spent a little more time prepping that week to get ready for it i just kind of winged it and i suffered because of that <laughs> I, I was sometimes, lucky to even have water with me but.
3: sometimes just showing up you yeah. can you can do the best
2: Thing. Yeah, I've had that happen before, but that it wasn't on this one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was an awesome event, and you guys killed it. Um. And you took on some good money, I think. What did you, you get for first? Like a little over two grand or something like that? Or I
1: I think I ended up with thirteen hundred for first individually, and then I ended up with oh, a yeah. thousand for an hourly. And then, uh, I think that kayak retails for $2,700. So yeah, not, like, not a bad payday. I think that puts me over $15,000. I've won on Hall alone this year. So Jesus. that's, uh, that's, 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 and becoming that's not a bad home for a,
2: a single day event. So this wasn't a, like a, you had to fish a multi-day to do that.
1: Yeah. Both, both of those, actually both, both of those events that I've cash checks on at Gunnersville were both single days. So,
2: well, maybe you can break that streak on uh, coming up on the Tennessee Bass Nation.
1: Yeah, I I would love to go back to back state champ. Uh, yeah. I know that's 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 way easier said than done. So I know the the odds of that happening are, are super super slim, even on a place that I really love fishing and and have had a lot of success this time of year at. So um, I, I'm not going to kind of get in my head on on either day. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I just want to go and, and, and catch them on a buzz bait and have some fun. Yeah. Honestly, that's, that's really what that's going to boil down to. I've, I've been super, super blessed to, to have the year that I've had and have had some success. I think the only event that I'm going to get probably somewhat spun out over or, or super uptight about, you know, really really hyper focused on as yeah. toc at this point that's at uh on know, chickamauga yeah on on chick yeah. I, i've got tennessee state championship and georgia state championship in the next couple months that you know i'm gonna really um put a lot of effort into but it's gonna be a lot more you know relaxed i, I spent a lot of time you know worried about that one and we got that <laughs> yeah. one you know to have to, the odds of Going back to back state champ or having angler of the year and state champion in the in the same year is, is nobody's ever done that, and it's that's what incredibly I was incredibly hard. That so
2: trophy sitting there. If anybody for any of our listeners that he's pointing at is the Tennessee Bass Nation Angler of the Year trophy. So uh, that'd be pretty wild if you could pull that off. It would be wild. It would. And go back to it back. It would be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so, it,
1: it would. the The odds are extremely stacked against me. I mean, e- either one of those things doesn't, you know, come easy, and to do to have a chance to do uh, a lot of them at the same time is is you know a, a dream essentially. So, um, I'm not going to get too spun out over it, and just you know go and and keep my usual. Go eat my Jefferson's Friday night in Scottsboro, yeah. Alabama, and 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 do the usual and stay at my family house and just, you know, kind of, kind of chill out and just go with the flow and, and see what happens, make the best of the day, cover water. And you know, if it works out, it works out.
2: Yeah. That sounds like a good approach. I'll be, I'll be there trying to take your money, but at Bring the, end of the day, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be rooting Bring for it you if, 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 uh, if it ends up bad for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways uh yeah so what so you got that coming up next to ethan you got that as well uh, i do
3: yeah i'll be going up there some probably thursday before play around a little bit and
2: yeah and what about the that, rest of I, your all season is that uh jordan kind of laid out his season for us yeah uh,
3: they're the rest of the big events i'm gonna go to susky for the Bassmaster. And um oh, that's gonna be awesome. i think it's in october
2: yeah uh Seventh and eighth, or something like that. Yeah. First and then, weekend uh, of October. Yeah.
3: If I can swing it, I'll be at Sam Rayburn for the Hobie event. Yeah. yeah. Is
2: that the last one of the season, I think.
3: Is yes. Yeah. 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 So, it's, uh, it's at the end of October, I believe. Maybe even the first.
2: I got it here on no, my calendar yeah. somewhere.
1: Let me check it. I've got nine events left on my schedule. That's part of this this season still.
2: Wow. That's like almost some people's full season.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been hectic. We've got, uh, like I guess like we were talking about both Bass Nation state championships for Tennessee and Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Ge- Georgia's is actually on Seminole and and I might be as excited about Georgia Bass Nation being at Seminole as I am the Tennessee being at Gunnersville. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have another, uh, cast, uh, Kayak Angler Society oh, of Tennessee, of course, that's going to be at Tims Ford. So, That's another one of those kind of like the native that doesn't have a quote unquote typical format where it's best five fish over two days. So Mm -hmm. I I might go and throw a glide bait the entire time, and (laughs) you know that cat the cast state championship has always uh you know not not done me the the friendliest of gestures. I've got two top tens in six years, so um even when they finished uh fish the event at the holster and the french broad i helped get that event there and and uh tried to help plan it and everything and, and yeah let let it up until like the last you know hour or so and ended up finishing third on the on the home river so that's one of my worst finishes there and it just happened to be a a big event, just that particular event. So yeah, I don't have super high expectations for the cash state championship. So we're going to go play with house money since we've had a good year and just, you know, (laughs) throw throw a buzz bait too. You know what I mean?
3: (laughs) I have a ton of experience on Tim. So I'm looking forward to that one. I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I was sitting here skipping over that myself, but we all got that one coming up. It sounds like uh,
1: I'm going to fall around for that one.
2: Yeah.
3: The only bad thing is the water is going to be drawing down during that event, so that will get a little rough. But it's, it's a pretty deep a th- lake,
2: though, so yeah. you should be yeah. able to find. Them. Um, but yeah, that'll be a fun one. Um, and then you got Toc coming up after that, and uh, all kinds of other stuff. It sounds like be on the road a lot, or just mostly local.
3: I'll be um, on the road a little bit, Jordan. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's qu- quite, quite a bit on the road. It's nice to have TOC, uh, within about, you know, two hours or so of the house. Um, Gunner's, you know, two and a half hours, uh, three hours to where a lot of the check-ins are. Um, Seminoles, obviously qu- quite a ways. Tim's Ford's about three hours. I've got some local events that we're, we're going to do. And, and, uh, some point in the middle of that, I've got some, uh, golf tournament mixed in like as soon as i get back from toc i play a golf tournament in nashville so that's i basically go like toc golf yeah. tournament and then to seminole so that's that's <laughs> going to be a fun week i'm actually looking forward to that one i forgot about that
2: tournaments after tournaments man that's wild just
1: throwing a throwing a golf tournament in there too just to yeah. make, make sure i'm staying humble because i'm going to lose that one <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> gotta gotta get your uh prior uh what's it called checked your uh pride checked i guess yeah
1: i got i got golf balls that say road dogging on it though so that's pretty cool <laughs>
2: well, yeah tell me a little bit about your show uh you know you just started that was that last week was your first show or yeah
1: la- last week was the first show i interviewed a really good friend of mine eric thomason um you know i, I felt like the show went rather well uh, it was more of a conversation than it was kind of what I had originally wanted it to. Obviously, it's the first episode. Yeah. Um, probably tomorrow night. <clears throat> excuse me. Probably tomorrow night. Um, I'll be um, interviewing uh, Jim Ware, which will be my next guest on Road Dog. and I'm not sure when that's going to kind of pop out, but um, yeah. we're going to, you know, record that one and post it up later. But you know, the the focus is try to get into more stories, more things that happen to people on the road, you know, how much they're traveling, kind of kind of that nature. Um, I, I you know, always gotta start somewhere. I'm I'm happy with the first podcast. It went a little long. It went like an hour and forty five minutes when I was playing an hour. So yeah, nothing wrong with um, that. Yeah, it, it it picked up flow at about forty five minutes and we just kept rolling after that. So
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, every it, time all... Jimmy lets me run the show, I get so sidetracked and just like stuff. It gets way longer than
3: what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, but well, you know, hashtag I'm, I'm, I'm has so many stories. Yeah.
1: yeah, we, me, and Eric have seen a lot of stuff on the road together. and We didn't even really get into a bunch of those stories. Uh, you <laughs> know, there's there's a lot of stuff. I'm gonna have to have Eric come back on. I've I've got more of a question list now that I've sat down and and tried to hammer that out. We we just winged it for an hour and forty five minutes, no questions written down, and we just started <laughs> yeah. rolling. You know.
2: I, just th- I don't prep for anything for these. I just uh just let it go. Just send it. Well, I got the format pretty much down, but uh, yeah. yeah, just go for it. Yeah. A lot I was a bull in a china I like...
1: shop. I didn't know what to break first. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> a lot of the times I feel like, uh, at least listening to a show, I kind of like, I enjoy the ones where it just seems like it's a conversation the whole time uh, and not really like a set list of questions and all that kind of stuff. <laughs>
1: Yeah. there's like there's a balance in there to... somewhere and i'm i'm sure at some point i'm gonna spend too much time asking questions and, and not having you know having <laughs> yeah. things ramble naturally but uh like i said everybody's got to start somewhere i'm i'm very happy and very proud of the first episode and, and we're gonna roll from there but yeah uh, well, i'll put a, i'll
2: throw a link in uh in our description for it uh so people can check out your show
1: i I really uh, appreciate that
2: yeah uh well with that i'm gonna get on to going over some of the events that happened over the weekend Uh, you guys are free to hop off here if you if you want to you can stay on doesn't matter to me it takes me a minute to read through these so it might get kind (laughs) of kind of long i'm
1: I'm gonna sit here and listen to you i'm gonna throw a cough drop in and listen to you
2: (laughs) all right all right sounds good um So, over the week, over the last week, we had a few events that happened. Uh, It's not as long as it usually is, but first up, we had the 2023 Grassroots Bass Yakin on White River um, in Indianapolis, Indiana. It was a multi single day event. So, over the course of four days, you could pick a day to to fish um, and you could only fish that day. So, they had 37 anglers, uh, five fish limit. First place was Tyler Perdue with 95 inches, which dang, that's pretty good for Indiana. I don't I don't know that I ever see that out of Indiana. Um, second place was David Cox with 83. See, 83 and a quarter inches, uh, like a 13-inch or 12-inch lead on that. Third place was Alex Deneau with 82 inches. Um, then after that, we had another uh, grassroots bass yakin event on raccoon lake uh, as another multi single day event um, 32 anglers five fish limit first place was michael luke with 80 and a quarter inches uh, second place jim bailey with 77 and three quarter inches and third place with brian moore with 76 inches uh then we had another <laughs> grassroots bass yakin uh neona and south Mud Lakes and uh, in Rochester, Indiana, uh, multi single day event, um, 27 anglers, five fish limit. Caden Zeck with 81 inches, Ryan Reedy in second place with 80 and three quarter inches, and in third place was James Miller with 78 and three quarter inches. Uh, those multi single days are kind of cool. I might have to start implementing that in our central. So people can fish it, pick which day they fish instead of everybody being locked into Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I kind of like that idea. Um, Then after that, we had a Canada event, uh, the 2023 Ontario Bass Nation Kayak Bass Masters Championship. So their championship on Stony Lake and Birdie Falls, Ontario, Canada day event 60 anglers uh five fish limit uh first place with chris Tatosco with 169 inches he had 82 and a half first day 86 and a half second day second place was shane fernandez with uh, 165 and a half inches with 83 and a half first day 82 inches second day third place was andrew mcguire with 163 inches uh 85 and three quarters first day so he's leading it first day no maybe he was and then 77 and a quarter second day um a little bit of a drop-off second day but uh we need to get somebody from canada on at some point they have they've had some pretty good turnouts this year some of their events some big uh
0: numbers that's
2: a lot of like I think one day I saw like a 190 angler event in Canada. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even know there was that many people in Canada that kayak <laughs> fish like that. Uh,
3: but there's so many lakes up there. You can just pond hot pretty much to all the different lakes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they got like tons of different types of water up there. So, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but I guess that our window for fishing is only like, Four months of the year, so <laughs> uh, when it's on, everybody's out and doing it. Uh, then after that, we had the 2023 Mountain State Kayak Anglers New River Tournament in Hinton, West Virginia. Thirty anglers, four fish limit. Uh, first place with Heath Mullins with sixty-eight and a quarter inches. What's that in four fish? Like a little less. 16 inch average or something like
1: yeah, that. Yeah, 16 and change, yeah, 16 and a half, I think.
2: Okay, that's not bad. Uh, second place was Philip Backus with 66 and three quarter inches. Uh third place was Joey Johnson with 64 and a half inches on the new river? Yeah. Uh, West Texas kayak fishing sin and hello. Uh RR, is that a river radius? Uh, in Santa hello Texas. 56 anglers, 5 fish limit. Uh, first place was Chase Lawson with 92 inches. Second, Corey Griffin with 91 inches. And third, Angel Garcia with 86 and a half. Uh, Gene Cooper, fourth place caught a 23 and a half inch fish. That's a Outfish. What was the biggest one in this, this new this uh No Limit event? Was it a twenty two? Twenty
1: two. Twenty two and a half.
2: Yeah. 22 and a half I didn't think it was gonna be anything over twenty twenty two. Uh, for that. I don't I don't think I rarely see those 23s show up at Gunnersville.
1: Yeah, that's a special, special fish if they bust twenty three on G.
2: Yeah. That's, that's probably fat. You know, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So after that, we got the, we only got a couple more here, but we got the Moyak, uh, 2023 Wapa pillow, Wapa Lake, uh, kayak bass tournament, uh, in Wapapelo Wapa Missouri. Um, 43 anglers, five fish limit. First place is Robert uh, Swearingen with 88 and a half inches. Second place is Josh Keats with 84 and three quarter inches. And third place was Lance Burris with 80 inches. Something that's kind of cool going through these is seeing like some of the local events and seeing some of those guys that, you know, fish nationally uh, yeah. show up in some of them and seeing how they're doing they don't just win stuff nationally. They definitely win stuff locally too. Like Jordan, I think we've said your name on here on these rail downs, probably like 20 times this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've, I've uh, fished a lot. You fish a lot. You end up in places, you know, more, yeah. more often. That's what it boils down to. <laughs>
2: yeah, It's that experience, man. It time on the water. It, uh, it yeah. matters. Yeah. Uh, After that, we have the 2023 Kayak Bass League Super Series Championship on Turtle Flambeau Flowage (laughs) in Mercer, Wisconsin. Uh, It's a two-day tournament, 38 anglers, 10 fish limit. First place with Chris Rod with uh, 170 and three-quarter inches. So it's a pretty good fish there in Turtle Flambeau Flowage. Uh. Second place was Scott O'Glanian with uh, 166 inches. And third place was Atif uh, Goodman with 162 inches. Uh, After that, we got Heartland Kayak Anglers, Mozingo Lake, Maryville, Missouri. uh, 31 anglers, 5-fish limit. First place was Lucas Engen with 87 inches. Uh, Second place was Kevin Mock with 82 inches and third was Chung Pham with 81 and a half inches.
1: Did you say Maryville, Missouri?
2: That's what it looks like.
1: That's I, <laughs> I live in Maryville, Tennessee and people call our office at work because it's, we're city of Maryville and people from Missouri will call our office and be like, yeah, y'all miss my garbage. It's like, all right, what street <laughs> you live on? And they'll start telling us some random street. We don't even have. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to have to go check that out and fish a tournament in Maryville, Missouri now because they've called our our office many times.
2: Yeah, you need to hit up uh, Mozingo Lake. Mozingo Lake. I'm
1: going to have to fish that now.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What after that we got? The Minyak Elite Trail uh, stop number five in Lake Minnewaska in Glenwood, Minnesota. 32 anglers, five-fish limit. First place, Nate Join Key with 89 and a half inches. Second place was Elvis Lee with 87 inches. And third was Jake Kaiser with 86 and a quarter. pretty good limits for Minnesota. Uh, I don't know what kind of fish are in Lake Minnewaska. Uh, three more here. We're almost <laughs> there. Uh, Kansas Kayak Anglers and Cedar Bluff, uh, Kansas. 27 anglers, five fish limit. First place was Jake Schwartzkopf with uh, 86 inches. Second was Cole Spriggs with 83 and a quarter. And third was Scott Reese with 83 inches. After that, we got 2023 Minnesota Kayak Fishing Association Clearwater Outfitting Kayak Bass Fishing Tournament. What a long name for a tournament. <laughs> I don't I'd like know. like to see you
3: the acronym
1: yeah <laughs> yeah no kidding
2: uh in chanhassen minnesota uh 52 anglers five fish limit uh first place was Lev- leslie Kavidura with eight 92 and a quarter inches then after that you had len yang with 91 inches and then after that lee vang with 88 and a quarter inches Alice just died here. Let me get my reserve one. Here we go. And then after that, we got Ohio Kayak Open Series, Alum Creek, Columbus, Ohio, 25 anglers, five fish limit. First place was Brad Lehman with 74 and a half inches. Second place is Dwight Bartlett with 71 inches. And third place was Sean Skidmore with 70 and a half. That is our rail down for the week. Uh, And then, of course, we had the Native No Limit event. Um, 115 anglers. uh, First place, Jordan Marshall with, what you have, 301 inches?
1: Yeah, 301, Uh, something like that, yeah.
2: And then Ethan with 250. I saw somewhere where I had it earlier. I don't know where I saw that at. But I think it's I had not like showing me on the 30x page. 258, is that what you said? Some change, yeah. My... Oh, it might have been on the app that I saw. It.
1: E- Ethan had 254 and a quarter.
2: 254. Yeah, 254 and a quarter. You and had third place
1: on the dot. Th- third place was Josh Stewart with 226 even.
2: Very nice. And the hourlies for those all were all over 21 inches. Uh, and then there was a twenty-two and half. Yeah, Josh quarter. Josh
1: Deal caught a 22 and a half. That was that was big bass.
3: Nice in the middle. And of he the took him he a day boat day. for that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he took him a boat. Yeah.
2: That's that's a crazy one fish catch getting you. So he won like a thousand dollars plus that whatever thing the sponsor prize. Yeah. Or was the sponsor yeah. prize the the boat?
3: No, I think um he got an hourly big sponsor prize, which is like $500 yeah. of product.
2: Yeah. And then,
3: then the $1,000, and then and the boat.
2: Uh, the it was a Slayer Max 12, wasn't it, or something like that? I almost want to say 12. he
1: got a Titan.
2: A Titan? Huh. Did he get a Titan? I thought it was a... Uh,
3: One a was s- a Propel, wasn't it? Like a Slayer Propel?
2: Uh,
1: mine was a so slayer I, propel 10 i don't know exactly what his has i know his, his the big thing about his was a very specific color that's a new yeah. color that the only person that had it was jordan lee so far
2: yeah mm. and i think the one that so when i looked at jordan lee's pictures i think he was in that new titan uh, so that i think that that new titan comes in that color but I think that the boat that he won was a Slayer Max 12, maybe.
3: Uh, yeah.
1: His his boat was bigger than the one I have. That's that's all I know.
2: Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of crazy. One fish win all of that. <laughs>
3: uh, but. Hopefully they'll have some more tournaments down here in next year. So I'm, I'll fish them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get in another one or two of those. What do they got? Left for the
3: year. I think they're going out
2: west. Yeah,
1: the next like, events in Texas.
2: Texas. Um, well, that's only they Lake had Fork. another one. That was yeah, somewhere in the south. Maybe our, we yeah. already missed it. Yeah, Lake Fork, and then they after that well, before that they got Columbia River up northwest in Washington or Oregon or something like mm-hmm. that. I can't remember which one of those.
1: That That's an interesting one. It's good to see somebody trying to go out there and have an event.
2: Yeah. Um, like in our um, recap, sometimes we have some of the Washington angler, I forgot what their club is called, but uh, they have events that show up on there with some pretty awesome limits. Sometimes I see a lot of like 90 something inch limits. Uh, It'll be clowns. interesting
3: to see the participation in that one out there yeah that's fine you always hear a lot of tournaments going out there and it just kind of flops
2: it's weird it's like if a national trail goes there it sometimes doesn't go well but then some of the local stuff that happens there is like 200 people show up to it yeah like, <laughs> where are these people at for the <laughs> for the bigger <laughs> ones that and that's the compliant. question
3: everybody asks
2: <laughs> yeah um but I'm hoping to see some good participation. We like seeing those big trails going out west and making the at least making the attempt to to put them on their schedule and all that.
4: Yeah.
2: So with that, uh, that'll do it for our show tonight. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming on again, and thanks for sticking around and for listening to my spiel there.
1: Uh, Absolutely, I appreciate you having us.
2: Yeah, it's a good time. Good time talking with you. And I'm, I'll see you guys down on Guntersville here in a couple of weeks. It sounds like. Yeah. Uh,
1: bring your a game, bring Jordan Lee with you too.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to need it. I'm going to gonna hit him up for some, for some pins right now. Uh, speaking of that, I actually forgot. I saw Ryan Salzman at the ramp that I uh, was leaving. Uh, he was <laughs> with a guide. He was guiding a couple people, I guess. And, uh, was tying on a punch rig on my way out. And I was like, "Good luck with that." Man.
3: <laughs> that is the cool thing about Tennessee River. You'll no telling who you'll see
2: in yeah. the boat
3: run. yeah, or even tackle shops, and
2: Some, it always seems like it's like a who's who at that in that area. That you just run yeah. into all those all those big anglers and stuff. Um, so next week, uh, not sure what we'll be covering next week, but. Um, we'll have something for you we'll figure it out uh, we may actually try to get something on about the new series that uh drew and a, a few other guys are starting up uh, maybe try to get some coverage on that uh, i think that'd be pretty cool but with that hope you guys have a good night um appreciate you coming on again
1: uh, thanks man appreciate you
2: yeah
3: thank you yeah
2: yeah we'll see
1: it
4: See you.